Welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. Hello and welcome to The Media Coach. I'm Amy Callister and thanks for joining me for another episode. You meet a lot of agents who say they are genuine, trustworthy and passionate. True words of our industry, right? But when you meet my next guest, honestly, he is exactly those words. He's not only one of the nicest and caring humans you will ever meet, but also one of the most elite performers in real estate in our country. Nick Pappas is the number one agent in the Global Century 21 network. He's a standout in his core area and has over 17 years worth of experience in our industry. When this pandemic hit, Nick immediately changed the way he was doing business and implemented new strategies to stay focused and help sellers, renters, and even his employees and staff. Nick joins me today to share his top tips to help your sales through this crisis. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me. Firstly, I need to start this podcast with one thing. A huge congratulations to you. Number one, again, in your network, Grand Centurion. Congratulations. I think Dick Slider may have to watch out, Nick. Oh, yeah. Look, me and Dick, you know, we never know. We go head to head. You never know. What <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Amy. Thank you very much. It really is a massive achievement, Nick. So huge congratulations. It feels like just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in your office and life was really normal. Tell me a little bit about how business has changed for you and how you're coping and handling with things. Um, look, reality is business has changed uh, quite a lot in the way we're doing things now. Um, some things I'll say I, I think we're doing for the better. Other things are, are quite you know, difficult for, and it's not about how it makes us feel, but it's more about how, how harder it is for the consumer. The, the way the media released, you know, no auctions and no open homes, people that weren't, you know, very well informed, automatically thought, how are we going to sell our house? How are we going to do things? Things will never sell. We're going to have no one looking at our property. And we just had to really educate the consumer, which was the, the, the seller, the buyer, the landlord and the tenant, that it wasn't that bad. You know, we're, you know there's technology that we can embrace firstly to, you know, combat those two things that they were saying we can't no longer do. But if you look back in real estate, and I've been in real estate for 17 years, 17 years ago when I started real estate, most agents weren't even doing open homes. You know, um, it was one-on-one -on -one inspections. The good thing that we've got right now is the technology. You know, where I'm finding at the moment, um, we're pre-qualifying buyers even better because most buyers at the moment, we're getting them to on the phone and we're going through the property with them on the phone. And when they're looking at the property on the phone through FaceTime or Zoom, we're actually qualifying them and they can have a look at the property better before they're actually coming out to see it. So when they're coming out to actually view the property in person, they're actually more qualified. They're, you know, they're, they're more genuine about them coming out to see it. You know what I mean? So the reality is, uh, yes, it's been hard, but if you embrace it and work with the technology that we're given, it's actually not that bad. Totally agree with you. And we were like, it was one of the first things that I saw you do was virtual appraisals and virtual, you know, um, open homes for people. And it, you were always at the forefront of that. There is predictions, Nick. And I just want to understand how you're controlling your conversations around this. There's predictions coming out that the market's going to drop by 10%. 
what are your honest thoughts? Like, I feel like the media is always, you know, property market's going to crash, property market's, you know, going to, and I just feel it's constantly pounding that. But mm. what do you actually think around that? Imi, really, the, at the moment, it's all predictions. And even what I'm going to say is a prediction. Um, is there a possibility for the market to, to drop? And is the market volatile? In many ways, yes. Mm -hmm. um, in, in many other ways, it's, it's, you know, the answer can be no as well. My honest prediction is that at, for, for the short term, I actually don't think there's going to be much of a, a change. Maybe, I actually, I should probably say more of a correction. And, and I can already see that. And I would say, in some aspects, you know, there's been a two to three percent correction, you know, already. Um, will there be a massive drop in the market? I, I don't feel there will be at the moment, but that that could definitely change in six to twelve months. You know, we we don't know what. Like every day, we're facing a new challenge in in this current situation that we're in, and no one's ever been in a situation like you know we we've had the GFC and we've you know, had the stock market crash in, you know, 87. And yeah, there, there was a lot of different things that have happened that we could say, oh, we sort of know how to work it. The, the, the thing is at the moment though, we've got a medical issue in the world where people are dying. Um, we've had to shut borders. We've had to, you know, stop certain businesses from operating. But yet the government is, our government, I should say, is giving us a lot of money to keep our business operating and keep our staff, which... They're, they're, that's feeding the economy, you know, to keep money being spent. So certain people will, like where certain jobs have, have gone, other jobs have been created, if that makes sense. Um, I also think that our interest rates being this low, no one's under pressure to have to sell. So I don't see a rush of people coming on the market where if we go back to 1987 and 88 when the stock market crashed, if we go back to the GFC, the government weren't really giving away much money apart from $1,000 to every family to go and spend, which wasn't really helping anyone. Um, our, at the moment, our government's giving money to people to be able to retain what they have. And also, too, interest rates weren't at, you know, 2 and 3%. Interest rates, I think, at, at the time were, you know, 7 And I remember I myself was paying in, during the GFC towards the end of it. I was with ANZ Bank and we were paying just over 9%. So at the moment... There was, there's no one being forced to have to sell. Banks aren't foreclosing. Banks are being lenient with people. Now, how quick our economy can bounce back is going to depend if real estate prices really copper. But it's all about how quick we can get out of our lockdown, how quick maybe a vaccine is found, how quick our borders open up again. It, it, there's a lot of variances there that, that this is going to rely on what happens with the real estate market. And at the moment, it's good. What happens in the next six to 12 months? Nobody knows. And I think these predictions that everybody's making um, are pretty much negative um, and there's not a lot of thought put behind them. You know what I mean? I agree. I totally agree. And, you know, as a former journalist, Nick, I always know that the negative headline, the captivating headline is always going to create the most amount of attention. And I think there is certainly that paradigm. I feel very lucky today to be speaking to you and sharing your views with my audience because you have been through so many crises, the GFC, the stock market crash. And well, I wasn't around, but I was, I was very young with the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched my parents go through it, you know, and they were small business owners and it was very difficult, but it was different times, you know, very, very different to what we're going through right now. So we can't relate back to that, you know. 
And you've got, you've, you would have had to sell through those periods, Nick, and they are hard periods. You know, like I always say, the great agents always come out on the top. Um, with all this experience that you've had in real estate, what are the best strategies for agents right now that they can walk away with and say, this will help my business today? Look, me personally, uh, what I've been sharing with my sales team is, firstly, we've got to be empathetic to the people that we're dealing with and be understanding to the situation that we're dealing with. So, you know, every day, when we, and it's not only for sales, we're talking landlords, we're talking tenants. There's some hard times out there for people, you know? So I think the, the first thing as an agent, I think you've got to really be empathetic and, and understand that, you know, people are in a tough time, not just about buying or selling, but about what's going on around the world. So be patient, be empathetic, um, provide them with what they need. and. People employ real estate agents to, if it's a buyer's agent or a selling agent, or if you're doing both, they, they, they provide us to find a solution to the issue that they've got at hand, which is to buy and, and, and sell. And they employ us as negotiators. And as a negotiator, we should be looking for solutions to solve their problems so they can all meet together and, and, and come together. So, you know, keep in mind when you're selling at the moment or you're trying to help a buyer or a seller, it's not just about price at the moment. It could be about the terms of the contract. It could be about deposits not being lost. It could be about um, settlement terms, you know, you know, release of deposits. It, this, there's more to it than just price at the moment. I think that advice there, Nick, it's so true because I see a, a few tactics coming out, you know, sell now before the market drops and sell now. And it's actually one of the things I always love about with chat, chatting with you is how passionate you are about actually helping people. And even when it comes to you, like I talk a lot about, and even before when we joined this call, I talk a lot about being a great agent is being a community ambassador. And we were even talking about great community ideas. Do you yeah. think at the moment it is like pivotal to be supporting the community and getting out there and really being that person? Look, I think you can, you should always be supporting the community that you live in because like they're the people that are surrounding you. And, you know, I, not, not just from a, Look, I don't help my community because um, I'm going to get business out of it. I actually do it because I actually really enjoy, I get satisfaction out of helping other people. And for me, you know, if I get business or I don't, I actually don't care. But if I can make someone else smile, if I can make someone happy, if I can help someone in need, uh, that makes my day. I'm the richest man in the world by doing that, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you should be helping your community more than ever at the moment. Um, and help doesn't mean giving them money. It doesn't mean, you know, like just giving things away, but it just means even just putting a smile on someone's face, you know, like if you know a family that's doing it tough, you know, drop something off to them and don't even let them know that it was you, but doing little things like that, it comes back to you, you know, it has big, big impact. And you've been doing some great stuff on your social around that. What a good media coach. <laughs> Nick, if there's an agent out there sitting there really struggling today and they're struggling, struggling to get their sales together and they're just in a really bad mindset, what would your advice be to them? Right now is the best time to be a real estate agent because there's not many distractions. I would say just get yourself into a really, really good routine because you know, you know the saying is routine sets you free. At the moment, we're not, you know, we're not that free to do much. So if you get yourself into any routine at the moment, it will set you free because it'll put it'll create some normality, you know? So like get yourself healthy physically and mentally. 
I, I think, you know, physical health and mental health are both as important as each other. But whatever you do to keep yourself healthy, exercise, mentally, I think, you know, uh, keeping around positive people. If you're like, look, me, I'm staying away from all these conspiracy theorists. I listen to them, but I don't give them too much of my airtime because I get upset when I hear what they're saying. I'm like, shit, is this really happening in the world? And it could be true, but I'd rather not know about it. If it's true or not, I can't change it. So I look and think, can I do anything about it? No, I can't. Well, hey, you know, live in the times that you're in and get on with it. Um, so just keep yourself mentally really, really good. Josh Fagan, he says it best, you know, 45-minute call sessions, break things up, um, keep yourself accountable to what you're doing. And even when you have a shit day, it's okay to have a shit day, you know. It, it, yeah. People have shit days all the time. Don't beat yourself up because you had a bad day. Learn from it and make tomorrow a better day and then you'll feel good. You know, if you only made 10 calls today and you made 30 tomorrow, well, you just did 20 more calls than you did yesterday, you should be happy, you know. Um, get, just get yourself into a good routine. Don't beat yourself up. It's, it's hard times for everybody out there. Um, and just keep going. Don't, don't give up. Just keep chipping away. 100%, Nick. Really strong advice. Before I go, my last question to you is a lot of people don't know this, but Century 21 is like a massive global network. I think, I can't remember how many countries it in. It's in a lot. Yeah. How, have you spoken to the network? How is other countries going with this in real estate? Um, I just had a phone call on Zoom with our CEO from Germany. And on that Zoom call was New Zealand CEO, and a few other people from around Australia. And I must say, we are the most blessed country in the world right now when it comes just to what's going on in our health system as well, I think, more than anything, actually, I should say our health system. But as real estate agents, we are blessed. Um, I just spoke to the guys in Germany. They said, look, we can pretty much only do virtual things. Um, they're, they're very worried. Like, their communities are very worried about getting out and about to try and sell um, and, and, you know, talking to, to people. They, they are seeing a real shortage of stock. Like everyone just said, no, nah, we're not doing anything. Like we're not selling, we're not buying. So things have just hit zero. Um, as far as landlords and tenants are concerned, in certain parts of Berlin, Christian from Germany was saying that they've capped rents. So like you can't charge more than that in rent. So, you know, if you've got a property management business and all of a sudden you were collecting fees, you're, you know, your fees may be halved or they're down 20 to 30%, I should say, not halved, but, you know, depending on where you are. So at the moment, we're very blessed. Uh, in, in New Zealand, they can't even do a pre-settlement inspection. So if you've got, you know, five or six settlements coming in and you're waiting on money to come, you can't even do a pre-settlement inspection. Those properties won't settle until they're allowed out of a lockdown. So I, I can just say that, other countries in the world in our industry are, are, are struggling. Um, we're very lucky to be in Australia. And I, I, I just can't tell you how grateful I am that, you know, my mother and father decided to come to Australia and I was born here. I think, you know, there's so much gratitude when you hear that, you know, how lucky we actually are and how well politics love it or hate it how well our government has handled things to keep the crisis under control so much stuff in the media around the us and everything going on there nick thank you so much for joining me today you know having you on my podcast means an incredible amount to me especially with your experience and helping those agents that follow 
my journey or your journey. To stay up to date with everything that Nick is doing, please do yourself a favor and follow him on his Instagram, which is Nick Pappas, N-I-C-K-P-A-P-A-S with an underscore at the end. Or you can catch him on his LinkedIn, which is Nick Pappas. He had a ripper post there on his award. I think it got over 300 likes. Is that right, Nick? Like I said, I've got the best media coach that money can buy. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much. That's all from me, guys. Until next episode, thank you.